0: Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast, conversations with individuals who are living out their callings beyond the four walls of the church and discovering how to embody the gospel of Jesus in their everyday life. Welcome to the Everyday Gospel Podcast, the podcast where we speak with individuals who are living out their calls outside the walls of the church. And I'm here with my good friend Sarah Taylor, who's joining me on this season of the Everyday Gospel Podcast. How are you doing, Sarah?
1: You know, I am. I'm all right, Derek. I'm washing my hands and keeping my distance and all the good things. How are you?
0: I'm. I'm good. I'm doing the same. Uh, social distancing, it's too difficult for me. So uh, I'm just uh, doing my best to enjoy this season and checking in on students and uh, trying to be as present as I can in the social media. So, you know, it's, it's where we are. We are in the season of COVID-19 and all of us are doing our best to navigate it. And, um, but I'm grateful for technology. So I'm also really grateful for this next season of Everyday Gospel. I, I think that uh, we're gonna hear some really incredible interviews um, uh, over the next few episodes. And I'm really grateful that you're with me in this, Sarah. Um, Sarah is uh, a part of the CCW staff. She's senior ministry assistant, helps keep this all organized and communicating. And uh, I'm just really grateful for her. And so I thought that for this first episode of, the se- of season two, it'd be good for us to talk again about uh, the role of the laity, the role of la- the role of lay people, uh, the folks who sit in the pews, uh, uh, who also have calls in their lives uh, that are just as important as the call of the clergy. And so, Sarah, I think you've got some questions for me uh, as we kind of talk through this and just lift up the importance um, of of the laity in the church.
1: Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm super excited about this whole series. Like you've kind of me a glimpse of it and so i'm really excited for everyone to get to experience this um along with us but i do have questions for you because i always have questions for you it's yes. literally 80 percent of my job
0: and i welcome them <laughs> so let's do it
1: um yeah so what can you tell me about the historic and current role of laity in the
0: church yeah so the role of laity, I mean, that is, and again, let's define that word, laity. These are the folks who are not ordained. These are the individuals, the men and the women, uh, who, uh, are not, uh, in, uh, are not anointed by some other religious leader in the church to serve the sacraments. They often mm-hmm. are not the preachers. They are, um, they are the folks who attend church. They are the, um, the everyday folks in the pews, um, and so in some traditions, we find that the laity will just respond to the leadership of the clergy, respond to the leadership of pastors, and that's kind of the limit of what they've been asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other traditions, we see this idea uh, that we take the biblical concept of the priesthood of all believers, and that, that concept sort of doesn't just flow to obviously those who are ordained, the pastors, um, but those who also are a part of the church, who make up the church, the majority of the church. And so this idea of the priesthood of all believers calls us to look at everybody and ask the question, how how has God called each and every person? And it calls us to acknowledge and celebrate and honor, everyday Christians, everyday followers of Jesus in the ways that God has called them and to realize that God, in the same way that God may call someone to ordained ministry, God may also call someone to the medical profession or to education or to law enforcement, Um, may call them to stay at home and raise children, Uh, may call them um, to even construction work. I mean, we've not really done this work of digging into the the ways that God calls all of us into ministry in many different ways. So that idea of priesthood of all believers um, in some traditions has led us to believe that the laity are also called. One of the traditions that lifts that up uh, really well is the Methodist movement, John Wesley's movement. And so from the very beginning of John Wesley's movement, he would empower laity, everyday men and women to be in ministry with him. And so um, it was not ordained people who were primarily running small groups. He he called them class meetings and band meetings. It was was laity that was running those. Um, He empowered laity to preach. He empowered laity to look after the sick. He empowered laity to bring the community together um, for the sake of the kingdom, uh, and this even flowed into John Wesley's movement. He you know, it started in England, but it flowed into the U.S. and so into the colonies specifically. And so, you there are these stories about individuals who didn't wait for John Wesley to give them permission to <laughs> do a thing because they felt a call on their life to um, to advance the mission of Jesus in their world, in their space, uh, and so all over the history of Methodism is this um, this interesting celebration of the laity living into their call. And so uh, that's some of the, and, and I've literally, I've even scratched the surface, like that's just like a little taste of uh, sort of, there are other, of, of how laity have been involved in the life of the church. And you will find that laity are involved in other traditions as well. The one that I'm most familiar with at this point is the Methodist movement. Um, And so one more piece about that is that within United Methodism specifically, there's this sense that because laity are just as much call to ministry as the clergy, that we have created opportunities, and they look different depending on where you are in the United Methodist Movement, but we've created opportunities for laity to be involved in the life of the church, in the decisions of the church, and we've also looked for ways to celebrate the call in the ministry of lay people.
1: Nice, nice. That was, wow, so so eye-opening like as someone who's kind of newer to Methodism like mm. that was really really lovely so how have you then as a lay person um experienced living in to the life of the church as a lay person but also living out your anointing in your day-to-day life?
0: Yeah so um you know I actually did go through uh, the candidacy process that's what we come. Um, called the process where someone is discerning if they are called to ordained ministry um, and then preparing for that um, ordained ministry uh, if that's where they feel called. Um, I did go through that process up to a certain point and I discerned my call to be a lay person. I discerned, yes, to be Mm -hmm. a leader. I felt like Jesus was asking me to lead in the life of the church, but I also really heard Jesus clearly say to me that he wanted me to um, not go down, continue down the road of candidacy towards ordination, which was really interesting for me because, um, and, and challenging, because I, I feel like I do have many gifts and graces, uh, many abilities that usually correspond to someone possibly being ordained. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to this really interesting idea that could it be that even with those gifts and graces um and those abilities that Jesus might actually want me to do some other things with those gifts and and that's what I discern so um what's been really beautiful and and I've really appreciated it um is that the United Methodist Church has still made room for me to participate in the life of the church and so I've served as an associate conference lay leader um, I served on several boards and committees, been a part of very many different things. But the biggest thing that I've done as a lay person is to be a campus minister. And so I'm a campus minister for the United Methodist Church here in Florida. Um, most of my colleagues in campus ministry are ordained clergy, but not all. There are laity who are serving as incredible campus ministers throughout our country. And um, I'm grateful that the UMC has allowed me this opportunity to continue mm-hmm. to use my gifts and my and my abilities, and yet my my designation is not one who is ordained. My designation, I am a layperson. I am a person who is just doing my best, as uh, as I would often say, to live out the gospel on the ground. Um, and uh, and I feel very affirmed in that call. I don't mm-hmm. feel uh, like I'm a uh, I don't feel very I don't feel second or I don't feel less than even though I'm not ordained I'm grateful that the clergy have welcomed me into circles that are appropriate and um, and yeah and they have it is it has been so beautiful to be um, included and to have my gifts and graces celebrated and if anything, what I want to see is us continue to do that and to do that more because I think that there mm-hmm. are many individuals who uh, we need to listen to their stories and we need to celebrate their callings mm. um, in ways that we that would be comparable to the ways that we listen and celebrate the callings of clergy.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful and wonderful. Um, and I sort of was struck with this thought while you were talking. I'd imagine there are spaces that you as a lay person can go into and be present and connect with people that clergy can't. Mm. Um, Do you, would you agree with that? Are there ways you experience that and other aspects of your life? Like what's your, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we live in a very interesting world and even, for the clergy, um, specifically in the United Methodist Church, they are living into their callings in very unique ways as well. Not all of them are preaching behind pulpits every Mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, We have an entire order called the Order of the Deacon, which literally their calling is to be a bridge between the church and the world. And so many deacons actually serve outside the walls of the church as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a very interesting world that we live in right now, but I do think that the laity bring something to the clergy and, I, and, and that things that I think they bring to them is perspective. Because there's mm-hmm. a way that I think clergy live in this world, even those who may not work inside the church. And there's a way that the laity live that I think uh, is just unique um, and different from the clergy. Um, one example is just the obvious when someone is called Reverend Emily or when you see that Jason is wearing his clergy collar, the, the world sort of approaches those I- individuals in a very specific way. Um, mm-hmm. We've heard multiple stories about pastors getting on planes, wearing, you know, plane clothes, and they're talking to someone, and then finally that person asks them, hey, so what do you do? And that pastor says, well, I, I, I'm a pastor. I, I work for the church, and then that, that person uh, that other person is then like, oh, I'm so sorry, I, forgive me for using curse words, and um, that person sort of like uh, diminishes their issues with the church because, and they begin to sort of change their posture towards clergy, and some of that is respect, and some of that is uh, fear, maybe, um, and so p- people's general posture towards clergy is just different to their posture towards folks they perceive as just being regular everyday people. That's one thing. But then another thing, I think, again, this is where the perspective comes in. I do believe that laity um, have an opportunity to hear conversations that clergy may not always get to hear. Um, They get to be in spaces that clergy may not be able to enter into, or they may not be able to enter into those spaces in a way that um, laity would be able to enter into it. So an example for me, my own life is that while i'm full-time campus ministry i also work part-time at a craft brewery intuition ill works and um i am so grateful to work in that space and um mm-hmm. and i've been there for about six years now and one thing i know that it would be a little more difficult for me to work there if i had been um clergy and not impossible mm-hmm. but just a little more difficult for me to work there um, but also because because I'm kind of just a, a regular person to them. Yes, a regular person who works full time for the church, but I'm a regular person, I'm not ordained. I, I do believe that I'm probably having some conversations that some of my clergy friends might not be having in the way that I get to have it. Um, and that's with my coworkers, but also with customers as well. I do think that some of our customers have come to trust me in a way, not that they wouldn't trust clergy, but I think I get to hear those conversations in a different way. And again, I do believe that one of the things that we laity bring to the clergy is perspective, because um, more times than not, laity are the folks who are in a a corporate boardroom at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. More times than not, Uh, laity are the ones in a classroom at 10 a.m. on a Thursday with kids, Mm. (laughs) right? More times than not, our clergy are um, focused on the scriptures and focused on spiritual care and focused on these very necessary ministries of the table and um, very necessary ministries of, of of advancing the mission of Jesus and thinking about that primarily mm-hmm. in the context of the church in the context of buildings in the context of, of, of the organization that is called church but the laity have to think about their callings with a boss that's not Christian mm. the laity have to think about their calling with customers who are not trying to necessarily follow Jesus mm-hmm. um, Laity have to find opportunities to, for instance, when things happen at work, find opportunities to pray um, in an environment where prayer might not be the obvious next step when we don't know what to do. And I'm not saying that clergy don't also experience these things, but laity experience them in a very specific way that I think is unique and brings perspective to the clergy. And that's why I do believe that while I'm so grateful for the ways that our church has invited laity um, into the life of the church, into the decisions of the church, I think that what's really going to be important going forward is our continued celebration and lifting up and listening to the stories of laity who are discerning their calls in these other spaces, in these everyday yeah. spaces.
1: Yeah. So how do, we, how do we do that, right? How does the church then uplift those people and celebrate their calls?
0: Yeah, I think we've got to listen to them. I think we've got to listen to their stories. I think we've got to listen to the prayers that they're praying and we obviously do that. But I think we need to do that from this perspective of the priesthood of all believers. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love how when our bishops look at our clergy, they remind our clergy that they've been called to these, these, these places of service. They've been called to these ministries. And I wonder what it looks like for us to find meaningful ways to call laity to their ministries. I mean, we, it's always a beautiful thing when I watch a bishop lay hands on an individual and say to them, take now thou authority. Um, and and, and uh, they, 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 they rise from their knees recognizing that they've been called to the ministry of clergy. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we need to have that same kind of experience, but oh my goodness, what would it be like if there was this sense that when someone was about to go into education that we celebrated that and we, and, and we nurtured the calling that put them there. Um, Mm -hmm. What would it look like if someone who owned a business that as, as they were opening that business or going into a next year of business that we uh, prayed for them and that we encouraged them, but not just that their business would be successful, that they would represent jesus and be the gospel on the ground in that space Mm. what would it mean if we did that if we talked like that um and so i do think that we've got to again support the laity in this we've got to raise that conversation we've got to frame the jobs and the employment of laity right now i'm literally watching a guy across the street from my house there's a house being (laughs) built across the street from me and he is installing a a window and I wonder if that guy is in that role not because hey he's got to simply pay the bills or this was the job that was available to him but I wonder if the Holy Spirit inspired him to go into housing construction I don't know Mm -hmm. the specific job that he has but what would it what would it be like if the Holy Spirit did do that and how Mm -hmm. might we respond to that as the church how might we um, celebrate and even challenge everyday individuals to lean into God and to ask God, what are you calling me to do with my life? And to hear God say, actually, I want you to go into mental health. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: I, I, in your, you're kind of talking there, I was reminded of in esther where there's the lines like you've been chosen for such a time as this right and if like we considered that like laity are chosen to do different things in the world for this time particularly in the 21st century when we're seeing the numbers inside the church drop how mm-hmm. would coming and looking at the outside like those in in the world to use churchy language how would honoring those calls and that anointing affect the inside of the church in this day and age.
0: Exactly.
1: How, how impactful could that be? Like if we switched our mindset in that
0: way. So. So since since everyday gospel is a production of studio Wesley and studio Wesley mm -hmm. is a, a part of a campus ministry. I thought that, man, we should start a podcast. But we start listening to everyday individuals Mm -hmm. who are living out their calls outside the life of the church. And obviously, I think that it would be inspiring for college students and young adults listening. But my hope is that um, it wouldn't just be college students listening to these episodes, but it would be Mm -hmm. actually a large amount of people, a large, a wide, broad audience of of laity who may be inspired to really consider that being a lay person is not a default position, but it is a calling. But mm-hmm. also, I hope that some clergy might listen as well, and that they might feel the challenge and, and the inspiration to go back to their laity and mm-hmm. to ask them, so you work in a retirement community. Is that a calling for you? Tell me about mm. that. And, and And yeah, I wonder what that might do for the church. I wonder if celebrating the cause of the laity might actually strengthen the church in a way that we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. So. On that note, who
1: are we going to talk to, like on this series, like where are we going to go from here?
0: Yeah, so um, we're going to have some beautiful conversations. We've got a couple of interviews already lined up with some mental health professionals. I think that that would be timely right now for the season that we're in. We're going to talk to some folks who are navigating uh, the world as well as the church, um in in different spaces and in different ways and then we're gonna hear um actually from some from some clergy as well um mm-hmm. because uh we do want to remember that the clergy are a part of this but we're primarily going to be hearing from laity non-ordained individuals talk about their calling so i'm super excited about this next season sarah
1: i'm super excited to be on the journey with you on this this is awesome. so thrilling
0: awesome well hey thanks for those questions today it was really great and uh It's going to be a really good season.
1: is a podcast presented by Studio Wesley, the online ministry of Campus to City Wesley Foundation. Special thanks to all our partners, donors, and supporting churches. You can support Campus to City by heading to campustocity.org slash support or by following us on Patreon.